Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. It's me, it's Ben. I'm here. How are you, my friend? I'm busy. So a couple of things have have transpired that I've just learned in the last five minutes. Number one, we are unfortunately going to be postponing our second awards season show uh, because this man Ben has got (laughs) too much on his plate and he has not done the necessary research to find out his favourites in each category. So we'll be bringing that to you next week. He hasn't done his homework. We'll bring that to you next week. Um, and the second thing that's come to my attention is this man has been messaging me. I've been where are you? Let's do the recording. Let's do the recording. <laughs> he's like, I've lost my headphones. <laughs> so now apparently he's wearing child's headphones. I've got big. Uh, I should take a photo. I've got a big panda headphones on. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I am not with it today. Hopefully, this is not affecting the uh, quality production that you people, fine people at home, are receiving. Oh no, absolutely not. How have you been anyway, Chief? What have you been up to? Um, not much. Well, I uh, bought a new board game this week. It's called Scythe. It's a uh, alternate history 1920s Russia revolution game. Um, you basically Crikey. it's it's kind of like a, a uh, area control kind of game. It's it's a map of the board, and you've got to do some farming and mining. Um, and you've got these big mechanized machines, these big mechs, which you could at your disposal to wage war if you want to. Um, it sounds like you play them once, and then you basically just buy a, another one, and then you go. I mean, do you? Really well, you play say them that. Or? I'm looking over my shoulder at my stack of games. Look at the, what's this? Dungeon Lords, Dungeon Pets, I mean, Brass, Agricola. So no, Puerto Rico. That's not that's Vasco da Gama. I see. Yeah, a lot of these games get played once intensely they they do get played again but the problem is a lot of them are you know four player specific games and a lot of times we've only got three or five so Mm. that that magic number of four is key for some of these good games but um look i'm looking to play scythe this weekend with um uh regular contributors to our show the Seddon brothers peter and mark um do a lot of research for us i'm going down probably to brighton to see these boys and uh crack out a bit of scythe action well, dude, okay, check the weather before you go. What are you biking it? What are <laughs> I you will doing? not be taking the motorbike. I will be uh, public Train. transport, yes. All right, buddy. What about you? What's been keeping up in keeping um, you up? Well, I'm just been very busy with um, work, and I I'm a video editor, and I just, it's all it just consumes me when I when I when I've got a project on, I can't kind of shake it. It's all I can think about, right? And it's just difficult balancing that, and you know, being a stay at home dad, full time job. It's crazy. But also, yes. I tell you what was good. Had a really good weekend. It was Emma's birthday, actually, so that right. was pretty cool. Yep. But I went around my mum's house, and I, I thought previously that I'd found all my GI Joe toys, and then I found the motherload. I, yeah, I, I saw the pictures. Picks. I was pretty impressed with what I found. I, I found all the weapons. Pretty tricky to find out which weapons go with who, though. To be fair. Yes hundreds of weapons but i had some <laughs> had some really old figs did you have a butchers yeah i saw I, um, your pictures very impressed very impressed yeah obviously a lot of new stuff there that you probably missed on but yep. um yep. some old stuff there too some rare ones that uk only released spirit that seems to really rock people's world people like that i know it's more rare than the actual original 
spirit and also a psych out tiger force apparently yeah. uk only um and spirit i was doing a bit of research his actual first name is charlie oh wow it's charlie okay. iron knife ah okay so what, what i need to do is i'm gonna have a massive session fix everything that i've got yep and um i've got the spare o-rings if you need them yeah yeah is there a tool what do you need to actually I so guess, you just anything? need it i sent away and got from hong kong or china or something a pack of like 50 o-rings a single screw for on the guy's back and it's they even sent me a tiny tiny little screwdriver so oh, okay cool that's all you need yeah so i'm going to do that and then i'm going to go online and sort of try and re-weapon them and then bag them up individually yep. i guess so I guess, well, it's that time of the show where we go inside Chief's mind. Uh-oh. So I was out at a restaurant the other week. Good for you, Chief. And, uh, oh, actually, I will pick up on something after this uh, inside Chief's mind. Uh, there's something else I want to recap from, yeah, from last week. Yeah, someone's been out for breakfast. Someone's been out for breakfast. I'll recap that story. First, we go inside Chief's mind. Um, I was out at a restaurant, and um, you know when you're, you know, you're, you're mulling over the, the menu. You're like, oh, I wonder what this tastes like. And you, your waiter or waitress comes around and you're like, oh, what's this like? And they'll, they'll tell you, you know, what, what it's like or what, what's involved, which is fine. But I'm not sure there was a waiter there and it really got, got on my goat. It really grinded my gears because uh, colleague, several colleagues next to me ordered their food and they've, said, they've decided what they wanted. They've placed their order. They've said to the waiter, I want this. And then after they've placed the order, he starts giving them a spiel. Oh, this is, you know, hand-raised yeah. puff pastry pie. And it's in, uh, the filling is a is a organic uh, beef that's been grazing in a field that's, that's slowly sautéed in a pan. And I'm thinking, they've already ordered the food. That's what they want. Don't tell them what it's like after they've ordered. If you want to do your spiel, do it before they've ordered. <laughs> you weren't, so you certainly weren't just sitting there enjoying the ambiance. You no, were seething. No. No, oh, no. It, well, it was a minor one, but I'm just thinking, what, you know what I mean? I don't mind good customer you know what, service, though? but why really... are you giving a spiel after? Yeah, I don't really ask waiters. I mean, they're going to say it's all good, isn't it? But they're also, gonna... they hadn't even asked these people's order in. They're just like, I want this, uh, you know, Bavette steak. What was it? Was it Was it a chain? It was, it was Jamie's, Jamie's Italian. Ah, okay. He's name dropped it. Okay, yeah. there goes our sponsor. Um, <laughs> what did you have? I personally had hot smoked salmon in something, something, something. But it was uh, the amount of salmon you got, you could probably fill a teacup. No, not even that, a thimble. And uh, the pasta, I'm not sure if that's the done thing to have it like... Al dente. Yeah, super al dente. As if it's just been in the in the boiling water for like 30 seconds. You were pissed, man. Don't mind, I ate it all because I love food. Eating is probably my favourite activity. But it is, but you do have to be aware that when you go to a restaurant, you know, a chief's portion size, I yeah. imagine, on a regular night yeah. is enough to feed well, two full men. Well, you say that, I'm kind of cutting down portion size. Mm, it's difficult to know, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, if you go around someone's house and you're yeah. like, you see the meat, you're like, Christ, I'm an animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but anyway, anyway, let's get out of my mind. Um, I actually went to, you'll have, seen, you'll have seen a picture I posted potentially on the Instagram or the uh, the Twitters. Um, I went out for breakfast. It wasn't really going out for breakfast. Where I, I work uh, opposite the BT Sport Building. Down the mines, judging by that East breakfast. East London. <laughs> and uh, the, the BT Sport Building has a cafe, um, you know, just a little place you can go and get some food in. So I went in and got uh, double, I think it was double fried egg, scrambled eggs, a couple of veggie sausages and a, and a bagel. Now that's not really. I guess that's a takeaway of a, almost like a not a greasy spoon cafe, 
uh, but it was kind of that style and it was like £4.20 fine and I tweeted it up and uh, someone tweeted me saying have you tried Bill's and I said yeah, yeah I know I know Bill's their chain of restaurants you know they yeah, yeah. They, they do a nice breakfast used to go to the one in Wimbledon yes uh, which you probably frequented as well when we both lived around that area um, and then they also said have you tried the breakfast club and I was like actually uh, there's a breakfast club not two minutes walk from where I work it's very good and I said, I've been there once, not for breakfast, but I had a lunch. I had an Enduya hash, which was very nice. Um, but I said, I tweeted out saying, look, I don't want to spend, you know, 10 to 12 quid on a breakfast. And who tweeted me back? Only the bloody breakfast club themselves. Uh, oh, so they tweeted back saying, look, let's not escalate this. But we want to point out that we've got X amount of meals under £10. We've got X amount of meals under £7.50. Yes, you can, you know... Here's, look at this breakfast here. This is £10.85 for this breakfast. And all they did was reinforce my point. Yes, your food's nice, but I don't want to spend between 10 and 12 quid on breakfast. What do you want to spend on breakfast, Chief? Four quid. Four quid? Maybe five quid max. I'd rather go to a Greasy Spoon Cafe. Okay. Okay. Do you know that each breakfast club has a secret room? No. Uh, like a whole, like a secret, a complete kind of... Um, which one is the one that you went in? Um, here East. East London on the uh, on the Olympic Park. Oh, okay. Well, you you have to say a password, and then you right. the one I went to. You you they open up the fridge, and you walk through it. You go downstairs, and this is like kind of speakeasy. What are you talking about? Cocktail bar. Straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one in Clapham. Every has, single one. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the one the one in Clapham yep. is is next to a sort of well, it looks like a laundrette, but it's like this. And then you go in there. It's all cocktail based. Don't know if they're open in the day, but you have to find out what the password is, and then when the waiter waitress comes around, you just say it, right? And they say, "Follow me." Interesting. I'm going to try that because uh, one of my colleagues is actually. Well, don't just say anything. I mean, no. you need to know. No, what I'll, it is. Google, I'll Google it up. Don't worry about that. One of my <laughs> colleagues is um, leaving at the end of this month, and he, when he gets off the the bus, at, when he gets off the tube at Stratford and walks to the office, he walks past this. Uh, this restauranty place that does breakfast and he always says oh one day chief i'm going to go in there and i'm going to have breakfast and he never does so my goal <laughs> is to get him me and him we're going to go in there for breakfast before he leaves and then we're also going to do breakfast club and then we decided there's another place we're going to do so i'm going to i'm going to actually we well, do uh, three breakfasts gonna, and one breakfast I'm gonna eat, uh, no no three i'm going to do one this week uh, one next week and one right. the following week and i'm going to actually go out for breakfast three times and i actually went out last week so that'd be four times in a row it How's sounds that? like chiefs loosening up the shackles on yeah. the old wallet um let's not go too far <laughs> uh, i also want to point out one other thing i was about to get very very um upset it was going to be the next it was going to be this issue and uh, in this episode's inside chief's mind uh of the question I've been asking you for about 12 weeks is, have you read Hot Potato from G.I. Joe Issue 1 to put it on the rankings? And every yeah. time it was, no, I've not done that. Yeah, yeah done I've that. read it. I know you've done it. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's not on this week's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Inside Chief's Mind. Because I looked at the older Every Joe Ever uh, spreadsheet that we have, which ranks all our... It should be... It was a high six, you wasn't it? You put it as the highest six you've had, which comes in at number 24... Uh, sorry... Number 14 on the list of 24 uh, G.I. Joe stories we've ranked so far. Yeah, it was average up until... But then I really enjoyed all the stuff where they were pinned down. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty short. Yeah, I, it, it wasn't my fault that I didn't read it. It wasn't in my trade. No, no. 
But I had supplied you with a In means fact, to read it. In fact, where did you put it? I think long you gave ago. it a six as well, actually. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I actually gave it a six, and I have it at number eighteen on my list. So you actually rank it better than me. Ah, there you, you go. You got it as number fourteen. Anyway, over and done, done with. Now we're both aligned. We've both ranked all twenty-four GI Joe stories we've reviewed so far. Twenty-four ranked stories from thirty-six separate issues. Right, going good. Should, we, should we get involved in this week's, uh, this week's comics? Yeah, let's do it, Chief. So, here we are reviewing or discussing issues 37, 38 and 39. 37 is a one-off. Even though there are elements that are carried over, it's standalone-ish enough to rank it as one. And then, like you say, 38 and 39 is a two-parter. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So here we've got 37. It's a Mike Zek cover who's been doing a lot of good stuff on the covers. Um, It's indicative of what happens in the comic. You've got a Joe at this point in time with his back to us who we don't know. From looking at the cover, he's someone new. We don't know who he is. Obviously, it's Flint. Uh, There's another Joe who is incorrectly drawn on this cover without a moustache. It's Footloose. Uh, He's in a little mini tank thing, which again is introduced in this issue. And he's fighting an unknown cobra, which is... Is it Zaymot? Uh, and then it's a dragonfly coming in. So, yeah, I, like, I quite like this cover. Quite yeah, action-packed. It's good, yeah, it's a good cover because I, I was like, ah, oh, Flint, yes. I've been waiting for him to show up. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, a, I was a big fan of Flint when I was younger. Yeah, he was kind of my main guy. Like I, like I mentioned, I think, on a previous pod, when we get to start talking about the Action Force comics, which will be in, I don't know, six or seven pod pod episode in, in, in the future... Um, yeah. He was the main guy in Action Force. Yeah, he so when really that launched was, for us, he? it was Lady J and Flint, as opposed to Duke and kind of Scarlet. So yeah, this this issue basically revolves around the Joes. I think it's Blowtorch, Ripcord, and Gung Ho are helping Candy, the balloon, Bongo, the balloon bear, <sighs> because they kind of ruined her day the other day with that car chase nonsense with Fred that I quite liked. You didn't. Yeah. Um, they've agreed to help her with her latest. Uh, party shenanigans which is set in a circus and they're going they're helping her to take some balloons and set up for this uh this client she's got which is i think a company called yek which is young executives uh yeah. for communities and home why um, are they helping her out with balloons well she just need, i don't just know doing her a solid yeah doing her a solid you know ripcord wants to try and get in there he, he you know he likes candy and uh i was quite excited when we got introduced to the um crimson twins so the quick one because, here oh, yeah. uh tomax and, yeah, and did we used to say examot or did we say zamot as in professor xavier no we we were way too dumb to say zamot we we said examot did we say Exomot? Yeah, man. Yeah, we are dummies. <laughs> we, de- we so did. Yeah. When I used to, even when I used to play with them, yeah. just because of watching the cartoon, these guys, to me, they were goons, like yeah. clowns. Now, now, I will just give Patsies. a bit of background for our listeners out there. Um, you, I, I, I'm not that familiar with the cartoon. I think I've only ever watched the... Now, also, the movies we got, were they stitched together episodes of the cartoon or were they completely apart separate? From, yeah, apart from the movie, yep. um, all the others were about f- maybe four or five, six you know, episodes, arcs put together. Right, okay, because I think um, I've only ever watched the movie and uh, Rise to Pent or Arise. But they were heavily featured right. um, in the cartoon. Right, okay. Uh, the Crimson Twins, yeah. Yep. And I can't. I think they could speak telepathically to each other like they do in this issue. What, what's your views on this issue? i be honest, I'm not overly a massive fan of it. 
no, I did not like it. Just compared to what we've had so far. There's things in it that right. I liked. Let's break um, it down. Let's break it down. What, what, what bits? So let's, we're talking about the Crimson Twins. They're kind of introduced as, you know, being able to, you know, like you say, telepathically speak to each other. And that first entry, he's like, I can see some of the G.I. Joes, whatever. And he goes, of course you can. Don't, you know, I know you haven't got your eyes closed or some, there's some weird bit of speech dialogue where he can also see through his uh, brother's eyes. Yeah, and they can, they can feel each other's pain yeah because well, when when, when Flint is punching one of them he goes it's like I'm punching two people and one of yes. them is reeling back in pain who's not being punched it's yeah, a weird I, dynamic that I don't they really haven't really locked in I, I'm sure they will but they haven't really locked in exactly what they can and can't do no. I guess no so the I, crim- basically here the Crimson Twins are they control the CGs the Crimson Guards which again is an yeah. introduction of a new there's so much introduced in this issue of, of new concepts, etc., and they're just milling around in this theme park, this circus, effectively doing what I don't really know. Um, they're recruiting, aren't they? Possibly recruiting. I don't know. It's um, like they've got a little tent and a sort of, you know. Yeah, he's doing some paperwork there, isn't he? They're in um, full garb. And then obviously the Joes turn up there to help out uh, Candy, and then that's when all all hell breaks loose. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at a panel now, and I there is Cobra Commander is kind of having pot shots at the Joes again, isn't well, he? Well, that's right. Um, from a from a distance, uh, they've made called it, they've, they've called in Destro, and he's like the commander's too busy. You see some figures lined up, don't you? But you don't actually see Cobra Commander, do you? Or do you? Yeah, he is in the back. Look, he's that guy at the very back, isn't he, with a rifle standing behind the right. thing? Okay, yeah. So another, yeah. Love, Love that. Love um, that. For me, there's just a lot of firsts in this that made me think. So the vehicle that... Flint? No, no, no. Zaymot oh, the and ferret. Tomax have. Yeah, that was the first ever G.I. Joe thing I ever got. Really? The little blue... That little blue... Little, almost four-wheel had, drive um, quad bike. Yeah, it had spongy sort of blow-up yeah. tyres. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a good vehicle. And the other thing was just a massive fan of Flint, and it's great that he's... So he's introduced he's in at it. the beginning of the issue. You've got Roblox and Lady J in some captured single-man operated his tanks. Um, and there's some vehicle whizzing about in the distance. And, you know, they've got to try and take him out before he takes them out. And there's a bit where Roblox goes, ha, huh, 22 seconds, not bad. I'm like, you got taken out, both his tanks, in 22 seconds. I'm not sure what <laughs> planet you're living on, but 22 seconds is, is not a not bad situation. That's a bad situation. Yeah, and Lady J's a little bit narky with Flint. As always, the, the, the female characters seem to seem to not like newly introduced Joe characters, do they? Covergirl no. had beef with someone. No, Scarlet had beef with Covergirl, and then someone else had beef with Scarlet, I think. And then the other thing, uh, it's disappointing. He's buddies they... though. Flint. It's referenced that Flint is buddies with uh, Duke. Duke, yeah. He's bought his. Yeah. Bought his he's bought his. Uh, his main man in. I was a bit disappointed that um, they didn't draw the crimson guards in their proper uniform because we have seen them that that's it well i'm not have we seen them we have yeah seen we them, have but ha- because... have we seen them drawn with the with the with the headdress the, the helmet that we know i'm not sure now i i in think the, we did in the advert tv advert for this issue they're actually drawn correctly um whereas this they're drawn like uh the the helmet is from the his driver uh the his tank pilot um, yeah, so I mean, it's possible. It's, it's just... possible. So here's another interesting thing: this issue effectively carries directly on from issue 33. 
it's Frank's is it Frank Springer? I think it's Frank Springer on art again, who drew thirty three. So it's almost like those thirty four, thirty five, and thirty six that we reviewed last week yeah. were inventory issues that they just kind of plugged in because he, I, what I found was in issue issue I think it's in this one. Yeah, in this one there's a there's a panel where I'm getting I'm gonna just flick to it now where Candy says something like, "Oh, that car chase we were in." Yeah, here it is, page three for me. Um, first of all, I'm no geek. Second, these guys are helping me out because they owe me for absconding with my van and getting me involved in a wild chase. And it's got a little asterisk, and it says, "See last issue." Ah. Now this is issue. Not... This is issue 37. Last issue was issue 36, but the chase yeah. happened in issue 33. So this was I clearly see. meant to be issue 34. Absolutely. And they bumped it up to 37 for some reason. Um, now someone has postulated that they needed to slip in the. Because the Dreadnoughts had just been released, there was a Dreadnoughts commercial on TV, etc. They wanted a Dreadnoughts-centric issue, which was issue 35. Ah. So they bumped in a couple of fi- couple of inventory filler issues before carrying on with this story. And there's even there's, I think there's some references in another one of the issues that you know suggests this should have come directly after 33. Ah, there's a there's a really nice page design that I like where they're on the roller coaster. Yep. Um, Flint is scrapping with one of the twins. You know the one I mean, where it's got all the diagonal panels. Yep, yep. Really nice page. Yeah, because those are just to, just to backtrack those hiss tank drawn crimson guards. That's when they go into the hall of mirrors, isn't it? They there's a there's a, they basically they're filing these uh, guys in suits and top hats uh, into the hall of mirrors, and they obviously undress in their um, crimson guards. One of my favourite pages is the introduction. The page that introduces Footloose. Now, Footloose again was kind of an action force heavy character. This is his first introduction into G.I. Joe. And when he'd already been introduced in Action Force, so when this issue was reprinted in Action Force, they changed his name to Longslide. Right. uh, Because Action Force readers had already got to know him as Footloose and been introduced so they couldn't reprint this issue saying oh look at this new joe footloose because he'd already been on the scene um but anyway yeah, he, he he says some weird stuff he's, this is a, this is a great and this is where wild bill's really becoming one of my faves because footloose rocks up you know he's got his bags he's got his papers in his mouth and uh wild bill's like hold hold your horses i'm coming and then he footloose is played as like a bit of a bumbling fool you yeah know, not really pile. not really gi joe material um yeah. And he says something like, let's see your orders. Footloose, eh? You're a new bullet stopper. And he's like, bullet stopper? Question mark. That's an infantryman's MOS, 11B20. The B stands for bullet stopper. Keep your mouth closed, boy. The flies will get in. Drop your gear and hop in the front seat. <laughs> yeah, but what? There's a line of dialogue. We're, and he's like, absolutely... we're rising. This is a helicopter, son. That's what they're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, but then he says, but, but the roof. Yeah, because they're in the pit. Ah, they're he underground. means that roof. Yeah, it he looks means... like he's tapping at the canopy, and I'm like, "What's up with this guy?" Yeah, yeah. but then let, it escalates so quickly because they've just flown out the pit. Literally in the next panel, the dragonfly's flying over the circus. Yeah, and he's dropping it. He's dropping him into action with. He Flint. drops off. No, he he, he says, "I've got to go and pick up someone." He picks up the armadillo uh, and Flint, and then it just everything escalates so quickly in this issue. What else to what's left to discuss big, with it? Um, big firefights in the circus, no care for civilians, footloose running around in this armadillo tank, not caring if he runs people over. Um, yeah. And the bloody Bongo the Bear yep. just ditches Oh, she's pissed right off. Yeah. She's been involved in yet another 
uh, action-packed chase fight scene. And she's like, I just deliver balloons, man. And so, you know, she's ripcord. She's like, I don't want to see you again, whatever. Done. And the Crimson Twins, they escape. Wild Bill's in the dragonfly chasing them down, thinks he's got them locked in, fires his heat seekers. They they dip out into some sort of tunnel on the beach. Yeah, it's a nice last panel with the twins driving off there in the ferret. Yeah, where to? Where to now, Tomax? To see someone about some balloons. So, how many Yojo Colas, buddy? Yojos on this one, it's tricky. It was the for me the biggest drop off we've seen in quite a while. But what does that actually mean in GI Joe terms? We're not grading against a normal curve; we're grading against a GI Joe curve. So I'm tempted to go a low seven. I think you're going to go even lower, maybe a six. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. I'm, there's no way I'm getting to a seven. I'm um, going seven just because of a few key things. Introduction of Flint gives it a bump. Uh, Footloose, I like um, the Crimson Twins, although they're a bit ho- they're hokier than I remembered. You know, this telepathy and being able to feel each other's uh, physical pain, etc., is a bit bit off. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go low seven for me. I I'll go a low six. Cool man. Uh, moving on. Moving to on to issue thirty-eight. Issue thirty-eight. Let me just find this bad boy. So this is a two-parter, or we're going to put it as a two-parter. Uh, Mike's that cover. Like that cover a lot. Destro pointing his pistol at Storm Shadow. Big close-up. Uh, fan of that yeah. cover. Yeah, I'm a big fan. These guys constantly got beef. Oh, I just uh, just quickly, I always like to give a, to give the credit. So that last issue is called Twin Brothers. It's obviously script Larry Harmer. Uh, Frank Springer's on pencils. Andy Mazinski's inking. Rich Parker is lettering. And George Russos is on colours. This particular one, issue 38, Judgments. Um, Harmer scripting. Rod Wiggum on pencils. Andy Mazinski on inks. Uh, Rick Parker letters. And George Russos colours. So same crew apart from the penciler. Great opening splash here. So you've got... The Cobra banner behind a podium sitting Cobra commander. All the main hierarchy are sitting uh, in the benches to the side. And then you've got Destro kind of facing down a kid with his back to us. It's obviously Billy. And now we're picking up that storyline of the assassination attempt. Yeah, because they've dropped this for a while, haven't they? Yeah, we had those three fill-in issues, don't forget. Yeah. Uh, which which, you know, which, which disrupted the flow. Yeah. He's constantly been busy. Yeah. Uh, with with this, I just with this issue, I liked it. I liked lots of it. Yep. I did think there were probably there was one too many threads going on at once. Well, you have got three threads across these two issues. So you wait, got, haven't we got four? Well, I counted three. I counted the this the, this stuff. bit here. This this kind of well, I counted the the stuff happening with Cobra as one. Yeah. Um, the Sierra Gordo mission as two. Yeah. And then and the the, uh, the pit assault, or the, the 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 troops from the pit doing the assault on the Crimson Guardsman's house. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. Yeah, that was the one that I I could have done without. Right. Okay. Just because that, that is mainly just a plot progression. That one more than anything. But we'll come on to we'll come on to you know digging into all three a little bit. I like this bit on this first page where Cobra Commander, often seen as clownish. Uh, previously where the assassination attempt was happening he was like take this kid away and kill him he's basically reaffirming his stance here because um, Destro says excuse me Cobra Commander I was merely asking your son Cobra Commander interrupts him the fact that the subject is my son is not relevant he's like just this little turncoat bastard let's do away with him I did I did like this stuff I have to if I'm going to be honest I actually thought it was a little bit hokey really yeah, because I just, I was like, would he be doing this? Would they be doing this? And to see them all in their gear, 
lined up like that. I like the it. Thing, the thing is, I like where it goes to yeah. in literally a couple of pages time. It was just more the 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 courtroom scene and yeah. some quite heavy humps of dialogue from Destro. Yeah, love it. I love, this is my element. This is right in my wheelhouse. Okay, okay. Okay. They they think Billy might have been brainwashed, you know, by who everyone's a potential suspect. They're kind of building that, you know, it's a, you know, it's a Miss Marple or a, a you know, Agatha Christie who done it kind of thing. But um, I mean, surely Cobra Commander knows that it's the the bloody Baroness and Major Blood. Well, you'd think so, but obviously, you know, to get to the root of it, they dig out the old brainwave scanner. Last seen, I <laughs> believe, in issue ten, I think. Nice little town called Springfield um, that Snake Eyes got strapped into. So this is Doctor Venom's old brainwave scanner. They plug Billy into it and they dredge through his memories trying to find out, um, you know, key bits of information to say who who was behind this assassination attempt. And um, all sorts of stuff pops up. Yeah. So he starts blocking things with his memory, you know, to hide the the uh, alias of the, of the of the people behind it. And then he starts bringing back memories of his childhood. And yeah, I, I love all this of, stuff. It's kind of yeah. in a, and it's drawn really well. It's kind of drawn in a kind of washed CPA. out yellow sepia. Yeah. And um, yeah, you sort of see Cobra Commander as almost like a, you know, he's risen to the top of a of of a town. He's risen to the top of a town. Yep, yep. And um, it's he, a little yeah, he, bit. Is it problematic in the fact that it's you know, is it a, not? I don't want to say KKK ish, but is it a little bit kind of? I suppose it is a cult, really, in the in the way he's standing on a podium with a hood on his head and his yeah, guys are going like around that. with kind of but neckchiefs around their faces. What's telling is that he's so embarrassed by it. Clearly. Well, he's not. Is he embarrassed? He says, um, "I think stop so. the machine, unplug Billy immediately." This is highly classified information. Yeah, but it's it's really. I mean, is it? I guess the origins of of Cobra. I feel like he doesn't want them to see him being so small fry. Right. Possibly. Maybe. Why is also why is Major Blood not got his eye patch? Don't know. Uh, oh yeah, he has uh, in one. He has in some panels, but not in others. Anyway. Yeah, not in that bottom one with Storm Shadow. Anyway. So Storm Shadow's super interested in that. Storm Shadow is now taking an interest because he's like, you know, he's impressed that uh, Billy is now managing to hold out against, you know, these people who've put him up to something and he sees something in Billy that, you know, can be honed and trained. Yeah, I feel like this is the best we've seen Storm Shadow been drawn. There's some insanely good panels yeah. of him where, where when they take Billy and just put him in the um, in the jail for a bit yep. and Storm Shadow breaks him out oh that's some nicely drawn stuff there yeah yeah so he's like you know i don't want to see this kid fry or get off so he goes and yeah goes to put a rescue on billy yeah and then meanwhile so, the joes some real uh, nice panels is uh is gung-ho stalker roadblock and ripcord have been tasked with a mission to go into sierra gordo which is cobra were in there but they've pulled out and now there's you know, it loads of infighting amongst all the the rebels and the locals. Um, a team of civilian uh, U.S. diplomats, I think, went in to try and you know sort out what's going on, and they got captured. And the Joes have to go in and rescue. Of course, it's Doctor Adele Burkhart, last seen in issue one, Operation Lady Doomsday, who was ag- kind of against the military and the Joes. Now she needs to be rescued by the Joes. Yeah, and there's some awesome like Nam-esque panels of them just sort of walking through the heath, and then all of a sudden the natives pop up behind them. That's it. Very that's cool. It. So they think they, they they think they're alone, don't they? Walking through the jungle, trying to make their contact, and they meet their contact who's kind of silhouetted and shadowed out, and um, it turns out to be Rakondo, 
Yeah, Rakondo. No, I had him. Who, I always used to get him confused. Yeah, I never had him. Wild Bill. Yeah, very similar hat and Tash. Yeah. And I believe someone mentioned he's in a Blink and You'll Miss It cameo in issue 32. But Well, he must be because he does refer... They must have referenced He says, you him. don't recognise your old pal Rakondo. And yeah, basically, they're tra- walking through the jungle and these... I think this uh, uh, Tukaros as the local native tribe who Rakondo has kind of got under his wing now. Yeah, he's a jungle specialist, isn't he? Jungle specialist, yeah. No, that's really cool. But then, And then we cut back to some really awesome stuff with Storm Shadow breaking Billy's ass out and then Destro's just standing in the doorway. Great panel, yeah. Very cool. Not if I can help it. Yeah. And I mean, who, Storm who Shadow's you, going proper rogue here. Who are you taking? You're, you're taking Storm Shadow in a fight there, obviously, but Storm Shadow's not interested in actual, you know, attacking Destro. He just wants to get past him and get out. So he employs some sort of ninja super speed. Yeah, he goes super speed, and, and then he and then the lights go out. Pops the light. I, mean, I love all this. This is my favorite part of this issue. Right. All that stuff with um, when the lights go out and and Storm Shadow. Well, there's a really funny bit when they come out of the sewers. Yep. It, you, you feel like Storm Shadow is going to hang around, and uh, just says, and oh, he's you, like, yeah. "You're right, Billy. Let's get out of here." If you go down, if you go down that street and keep to the shadows, you can make it to the next town. I'll stay behind <laughs> and create a diversion. And Billy's like, "What?" You just break me out, and what? I just have to bugger off by myself. Yeah, and also, what you know, in the coming issues, and what you find out, it's it's like, wasn't that Storm Shadow's plan to take this kid? Yeah, yeah, and it's strange. Really sure. My but, favorite um, bits are actually the Sierra Gordo bits. Yeah, um, they're they're really cool. They've they've, 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 they've that they've, compound they've got. They found the compound. You get a nice close up on it. Um, he goes, uh, yeah, this concrete bunker, the one with the machine gun emplacements on top, surrounded by fortified guard towers, concertina wire, slit trenches, minefields, anti-personal radar, and a lot of hidden stuff we don't even want to know about. And it's got a Cobra sigil on the front of yeah, this bunker. Yeah, it has, but it's formerly Cobra, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so anyway. I was like, wait a minute, this, he told me Cobra's all pulled out and it's not Cobra troops in it. But like you say, then I kind of rationalised it as, rationalised it as it was a former Cobra base. They've pulled out. And obviously, some local um, mercenaries have come in and filled up the base, so that's fine. So this um, other storyline is they're they're but it looks they're making looks an assault on a civilian residence because they think this is the person who set up the. They mentioned the ambush at the circus, so that leads. But it wasn't an ambush. They just happened to be unless. No, I don't know. It wasn't an ambush at the circus at all, was it? It just happened to be Joe's popping along there. It just happened to be Cobras there. But, I mean that. I mean, as an action scene, that's pretty cool. Yep. But uh, it doesn't go. It doesn't they, last for very long. I mean, they've gone. They've gone hell for leather. They've taken out a lot of heavy armory from the from the pit and a lot of crew just to take out one residence. And immediately they're at the front door and they're shooting and they're just blowtorch at one point just sticks his flamethrower in through the front window and just lit, lights it up. It could be kids yeah. in there. Yeah, he's not messing around. What I've oh, noticed is, especially in these two issues, there's a lot more blatant disregard for uh, Joe Public. <laughs> and also there's just, especially in the next the next issue, there's just explosions everywhere all the time. It's just full-on firefights everywhere. Have you noticed that um, the twins, it's only, I mean, they only really show it in one panel, but busting out of that house. They bust out on the ferret uh, with... They're not really involved. With the Crimson uh, Guardsman on the back... Yeah, you don't see them at all, really. And, just yeah. for that panel. Yeah, that's right. And they right. bust out. Yeah. It's almost like... Are you, you expecting were to see there. both sides of the firefight a bit more? Yeah, a little bit. I was just, you know, I'd, you know, it just it's an odd couple of pages. And then um, Bongo, the goddamn bear, rocks up. Well, yeah, Snake Eyes and Muck come out and they say, look, it's in this basement that we found all this Cobra uh, cobra gear. And then some, yeah, Bongo, the 
but the, the the van turns up candy pops out and she's like what are you doing here this is my father's house Ooh. so intrigue intrigue there um uh so we're not yojo we code i think 39 is the, is the follow-up to this love the cover of 39 oh my god that's Mike a Zek poster cover. i could do with on my wall so this well this one if if you want to uh mike zek has created some prints of this cover re, re recolored them and he's, holy he's, smoke he's, I i've just he sells these, he sells these puppies more. so we could do a mike zek order online if you want and uh, you've you... got roadblock at the back there behind the gi joe font correct there is a third character in the back oh. which i had never seen before or never just noticed until i uh someone pointed me in the direction of the print for sale and it's because it's been recolored he's actually been colored in and i was like holy moly there's a third guy in this and i went back to flick at the cover of my 1980 whatever this 1985 september issue and yeah i can obviously now see him Oh, that is a nice cover, Chief. Lying in the grass, waiting. Oh, that's definitely one um, that's, top three. That's going to win some awards when we cover this uh, this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, and- uh, Halmer's back to this front page, just full splash image of these guys. This Absolutely. this this bunker is against a wall, and so the only way to assault it is from above. No one's crazy enough to do that. Here come the Joes, abseiling, yeah, cool, repelling it's been down. Set up, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been set up in the last issue, and this is, yeah, this is just exciting. This is classic Joe stuff, the assault. Now, I know that you like yeah, go on. a good a good bonk. You know it, baby. Roadblock does yeah, a Roadblock bonk. does that a lot, doesn't he? Uh, gung-ho normally does the two heads smashed oh, together bonk. Oh, is bonks. it gung-ho that does it? Um, and, but here, uh, Roadblock is taking a page out of um, gung-ho's book, and he's bonked them together. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I love how the natives are helping them as well. They're, like, pulling up their ropes and stuff. Yep. When I was reading this, I was like, oh, no, Chief's going to be banging to this. When the guy comes up and he's like, cafe? Yeah. And and Gung-Ho just whacks him right in the face, spills all four cups and the the jug. Roblox gets the jug and uh, Stalker and Ripcord catch the mug. That's one of, yes, you're right. That is the way that Gung-Ho has literally just crushed this guy's skull in with his... uh, Boot to the face. He was just trying to offer his troops. Uh, yeah, he's come some up for the, he's come for the hatch of the bunker. Cafe. No, roadblocks like boom. Your amigos don't want any coffee. They're asleep, just like you're going to be. <laughs> the pot's covered. Yeah, Ditto, and they will two catch cups. the stuff. Oh, that is that's the classic movie scene waiting to be. Yeah, to be written, and then we go to the internal. Oh, we go and to I'm, the I'm just I'm just very very quickly jumping back because in my notes I've said uh, issue thirty seven gung ho bonk. So there must have been a bit in issue thirty seven where gung ho clocks two guys heads together uh, anyway okay. i'll post it up i'm going to do a compilation of uh bonks bonks yeah, yeah. there's some good ones yeah so uh, f- uh, yeah so ricondo's now he's now dressed up no we cut he's going to dress up in one of the uniforms and go down into the bunker itself yeah he's uh, going down and this is where we cut to what's happening in the bunker adele burkhart is uh strapped to a chair there's some evil looking interrogator dude and he's got some some nice part. I read this in digital, and the really nice scene where it cuts to Burkhart, then it cuts to the syringe, you know, because I hadn't seen the whole page view first. You know, they, yeah. they're going to inject her. It's not sodium pentothal, it's uh, nothing so crude as pentothal. This is sodium amatal, a much more <laughs> persuasive formula. So I don't know what they're going to stick her with, but. Don't you just love it when they open up the hatch yeah. and Stalker just starts. He, he pops off a couple of rounds down there. When they open up the hatch. Oh, isn't no, that what that... he's going, whap, whap, whap. That's Ricondo beating him up. Oh, That's... my word. Oh, my goodness. I thought that was Stalker. And I was like, jeez. You thought they've opened up the hatch. Stalker's popped his gun in. And then it cuts in. down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Stalker's coming down. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Whap, whap, whap is not a gun sound. That's a... Uh... 
fist sound, <laughs> my man. Oh, anyway, then, you know, we've got this Storm Shadow and Billy stuff, and it's like, whoa. Okay. All of a sudden now, Billy he's seems to be a ninja him. master. Or yes. a ninja, at least, not a master. But he's now training him in his water tower home. He lives in basically a water tower on top of a building. Yeah, and he's giving him all, like, lessons in ninjutsu. And yeah, then as they exit... They're playing mind chess. As they exit, they play a game of chess in their minds, yeah. And also, we get they a go down and They go down a, a... Storm shadow. They go down a lift. They come out through the roof of some uh, office block. And then, yeah, he's basically got jeans on with his ninja garb top. And, yeah, no no, no mask. Yeah, just walking around. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's probably a good thing that they skipped over... You know, okay. I'm we'll assume you. it. It's we'll like, assume it's like two weeks down the line. But even to, I mean, yeah. I'm guessing to become a ninja is probably five to six years, maybe. I don't know. He <laughs> to, he's done it in two weeks. You know, fair yeah. play, Billy. And it's a, and then you know, back to these guys have got the the harder job of actually busting out of this. They got the uh, fill. They've got the fill now. Uh, so oh man, and the, the way the, the way Rod Drigham draws a lot of these panels is amazing. So gung ho and ripcord, you you got the view from the ground up to the the tower uh you know he's he's, he's an absolute master craftsman here and um, then you yeah. then you introduce the two effectively named villains of the piece which is a couple of snipers dimitri and gregor yes. a couple of supposed maybe russian soviet snipers yeah they take out the goddamn natives yeah they know something's up they hit the alarm Aye. that's it um gung-ho's always blooping frags on people uh, just yeah. explosions everywhere. People just dying all the time in this issue. Yeah, this is a fierce fight. Fierce fight. Um, they yeah, they're about to. Uh, the snipers are about to take out Stalker and Gung Ho, and then, like you say, the natives from above uh, lay down some covering fire. But then they get taken out. Uh, yeah. Roadblocks just laid down a fifty cal here. Badoom! More people just blowing up. It's carnage. Absolute yeah. they're, carnage. They're, they're busting their way out. Yeah. I mean, we we do we do cut back a little bit to Cobra with some heavy exposition here. This is Cobra Commander Destro and Baroness, yeah. Yeah, that's the bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. they're talking a little bit about Storm Shadow escaping with Billy. Do they want to track him down yeah. or not? Their schemes are now. There's a, there's a map on the wall. There's a little Cobra emblem in kind of the Gulf Coast. They've got something's up because remember in issue thirty six. The, with the hydro falling the whale and they yes. said at least our plans for the gulf coast haven't been identified and yeah you know they're up to something they're up to something um don't, don't you love um when we when we cut back to stalker and the boys yep. Raquando's doing some heavy you know he's found some native bones and some kind of he wants to do some with... sort of peace offering to the river gods and for the stalker is just like he said we ain't got time for mumbo jumbo mumbo jumboed him yeah i love that yeah Someone's so got to swim good. this sucker. They've come across the river. And Stalker's not actually had much face time re- recently, has he? No. He featured he's heavily early on. Resurgence. But he's having a resurgence, which is good because he's, he's... Yeah, I, like, I liked all the sort of Boy Scout stuff for them trying to get across the river. Yeah, interesting, was, interesting point here. Um, yeah, so they've, they've come across some impassable river and they've got to basically somehow cross it. And uh, apparently, in an, this is Larry Harmer did an interview with Toy Fair magazine way, way back in the day. And he cited right. his influences... For this particular story, it's coming from a Walt Disney Comics and Stories, issue number 181, from way, right. way back, uh, in which Donald Duck's nephews, Huey, Dewey and Louie, enter a bridge-building competition. And wow. uh, this is effectively, you know, he cited that as a, as influence for this particular story. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so they basically need to... This is, again, where you get exposition, but it's the exposition I kind of like. You know, they're explaining how they're going to get across the river. Someone's got to swim across. 
Does he um, chuck his rifle in as a as to pay tribute? Well, yeah. So basically, they they uh, ripcord. I think it is a swum across, pulled the rope across. Then gung ho and roadblock have built a uh, like a triangle of of uh, tree, uh, you know, branches, or whatever, or, or tree stumps, effectively to tie it to. Um, so they create like a two rope suspension bridge. Actually, I like this bit because we uh, roadblock is up there for me and we learned that he was also a boy scout but he was also in the choir <laughs> yeah. love it and he's a cook i mean the man is a legend uh, yeah, but no, well, like what you're saying with the with the rifles they get recondo stalker gets recondo to double back and take out because they know that snipers are on them um uh, the snipers yeah. are chasing them so he's like recondo double back and take these guys out you don't actually see that it's left to your imagination because next thing you know they've crossed the river here comes recondo at the bushes looks like he's carrying two dragonov sniper rifles Rakondo gets to the middle, does a salute, and drops the sniper rifles into the um, river as an offering to the river spirits for the yeah. fallen Tukaros. There's a, there's a little bit which I wasn't that interested in where they t- where they go back to Storm Shadow, and he's uh, I thought it was Thrasher from the Dreadnoughts. All right, yeah, but it's not, is it? No, it's, it's just three punks. punks. Three punks and he, have um, confronted Storm Shadow and Billy, basically saying, "Give us some them money." Down. Yeah. And, and it's uh, got the red background. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, he's giving them the evil eye. The yeah. punks just run off. And Storm Shadow's like, yes. It's almost like, you know, um, he's like a, now a Yoda or Obi-Wan figure, isn't he? You know, It's amazing what two weeks of Storm Shadow can do to us. That's a, it, baby. Oh, I was going to say man. Yeah. Child. Child boy, yeah, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got a little bit of Duke just drilling Bongo the Bear. Yeah, well, drilling, so, how, so to speak, How could yeah, you not be in him. on it? How could you not be part of this? Yeah, we found. Look Actually, at all this stuff we found in your in your daddy's basement. We found Cobra gear, surveillance gear, pamphlets, uh, propaganda, organisational charts, uh, survey maps of New Orleans, and the tidal tables for the whole Gulf Coast area. She's like, I have no idea. And we get a little then, bit of um, socio-political commentary when we cut back to Sierra Gordo, because um, you know they're Ad- drilling her. Adele Burkhart. She's like. Is she having a change of heart? I re- she's like, I really would have preferred to die than have others die to save me. And Ripcord's having none of it. Thanks a heap, Miss Goody Two Shoes. Nobody asked you to come down here and stir up trouble. And Stalker kind of lays down the law. He's like, you know. Well, her- first though, I like the way that there's a pig in the background as well, <laughs> right behind <laughs> Ripcord's shoulder, and a chicken on his lap. Um, and Stalker kind of says, you know, look, you've got your views. She's got hers. Who's to say who's right and wrong? Let's meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, man, I like that. Yeah, he speaks the truth. Yep. I bet you like that like that panel of uh, Wild Bill coming in with a big thumbs up oh, and uh, Wild Bill, chewing Wild on Wild Bill, let's, I'll give you a sneak preview. I'll give you a sneak preview when we do our awards next week, which should have been this week. Um, <sighs> Wild Bill may feature heavily in my favourite Joe character ah, slot. Okay. I'm not saying he's at the top, but he, may, he might be in there because he's uh, had... Actually, no, he won't be because this is issue 39 and we're not covering it. And I like him from 37 and we're not covering that. We're only covering issues 16 to, to 30. 30 so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll have to revisit that. Um, okay. Yeah, so they they get on a plane piloted by Wild Bill, like you mentioned. They're like, we're gonna have a it's gonna be a long charter flight back to Staten Island, and then up pops Cover Girl with some looks like some hot beverages, maybe maybe Yojo chocolate, and um, yeah, she's got. A she's round like, of we're drinks. making an unscheduled stopover in New Orleans or New Orleans. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. And it says the end. So. Big things happening afoot in G.I. Joe for the future. Yojo Colas. Yojo Colas for this. Do you want to go first or shall I? Um, well, I think you're going to be giving that an eight. I don't know correct. where. Yes, correct. I think I'm giving it a seriously high seven. So coming up next, what do we got? Um, so, yeah, Science. so next week we'll do issues 40 and 41 and yearbook two. 
Yearbook 2 might be harder to find for some people. I know it is in the yearbook collection, which is on Comixology or Amazon Digital. I think it's like £3.99 UK. Um, it's probably about that time where... Um, Chief asks Ben a question. Chief asks Ben a question. What'll he say? What'll he do when Chief asks Ben a question? What is your favourite Pixar movie? Do you know what, man? Pixar are great. But I'm just a bit fed up of that being people's high watermark for kids' films. I'm um, going to interject there. I'm not sure people do anymore. I think no, I think for I the think first it, 10 years of Pixar, yes, because what was the competition? But now, you know... Well, look, I'm a big... So the Oscars are coming up, and if Incredibles 2 wins Best Animated Film yep. and... Spider-Man into the you're going to cry a river done with Pixar. I just, I'm not. You know, they're safe, aren't they? I'm not it's a particularly just... massive fan of even the first. I haven't seen the second one, but the first one, it's like meh. Whoa! You I like thought, it, do you? I, I, I thought that would have been your all-time favorite Pixar film. Nah. I really, I really did. It was not didn't do very well when it came out all those years ago, and it built this kind of huge following, right? And uh, obviously, they made the sequel, and that was massive. But okay, favorite Pixar film? I'm gonna go. I wouldn't even with, know most of the recent ones. Uh, Monsters Inc. For that, Monsters Inc. That's your favorite, okay? Yeah, but I mean, you're right. For that first sort of seven years, they're all great. Yeah. But they, I don't know if they're innovating anymore. No. Does that answer your question, Chief? Yeah, that'll do. Dude, did you get that photo I sent you this week? By the way, I did. Yes. Uh, How good was that? Ben sent me a photo of old school Chief with your brother Gav sitting in the car. I had some kind of green and blue check jacket on. and You looked like Vince McMahon. It was so baggy. It looked like Vince McMahon. Or I thought I was trying to look like uh, um, your man out of uh, Miami Vice. Crockett. Oh, oh, Don John. Yeah, Yeah, Crockett. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if me and him were going out somewhere or not. I think you were. It was some sort of ball. Jeepers. I went, yeah, so I, what I was actually doing, I went back to my mum's to look for photos, G.I. Joe set-up photos. Oh, uh, yeah. So I you got didn't find any. That I, no, I, and then I started going under the bed and I found all the um, the actual toys. Well, yeah, better, <laughs> probably a better result. Oh, it was so fun because I, I, I had about mm, maybe 60, 70, and you just look at each one yep. and uh, like so many memories. I found a road pig, which always reminds me of you because i feel like you basically had the same sort of haircut and right. physique for a little while <laughs> i'll take that because he was blockhead. <laughs> yeah blockhead. Yeah. basically that he they, was dreadnought wasn't he it was dreadnought yeah they used to call i did have a haircut like road pig and it got me uh not into trouble but on my first day of school at cramble middle school <laughs> i'd have been i don't know nine maybe and um First day at school, I'm the only kid at my bus stop. I'm the last bus stop before the, the school bus gets to school. I'm the only kid there because I live in a tiny village with about six houses. And uh, I've got on the bus. It's a 53-seater school coach, school bus. And of the 53 seats, I'd probably estimate there's around 75 kids on that bus. So there is no seat space, like three to a double seat. I've got on. Like I've got on. I've got on. And they're the sick form kids at the back of the bus, the big kids, Basically, they smelt basically shouted out, look at him, he's got a square head, let's call him Blockhead. Now, now that is day one that, of school. What does that do to a man, <laughs> to a boy? Yeah, that, that's deep-seated issues. But I, 
I kind of respect that kid because that is quick thinking, <laughs> yeah. and I I admire his wit. Right. To just get that, yeah, because that is iconic. Yeah. I was called that, Block. I was called fourth. Block for like five years. Yeah. Hey, Blockhead, just, just, how you doing? Now I'm not, I think in the states, Blockhead is that an insult? I'm not sure. I mean, it probably was well, an insult I mean, when the kid was shouting at me. He meant it as an insult, but Blockhead, country... Blockhead isn't a used terminology in the UK. No, no, that is new to our lexicon. Yeah, yeah. that we, we brought it over. That kid brought it over to the UK shores right in that moment. But, my mum still uses it and says, "Ah, oh, old blockhead." <laughs> Does she? It's sort of in a, in like a term of endearment. Right. Like it's hard. It's such a hard-edged word. Well, it's, she tries to make it sound sweet and yeah, nice. Yeah. It became one of those things where, after you know a year or so, you know it, it's you roll with it. It's fine. You know you don't mind it. Except blockheads don't roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. If you want to get hold of us, all the usual places, talkingjoecomics at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, talkingjoecomics. Twitter, it's talking underscore joe. Uh, Facebook is Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast. Um, yeah, get in touch. Let us know what you feel. We, we put out a shout out on the Instagram to say we have the upcoming awards show, which now we will definitely do it next week, and that is covering issues 16 to issue 16 to 30. So that's the yeah, tail end of... I was ni- getting my tux the tail, dry clean. The tail, tail end of 1983 and all of 1984 we're going to cover. And we have four categories at the moment, which are best single issue, best cover, favourite Joe and favourite artist. And we put it out there to say, if you want to recommend, we want a new category, if you can recommend one for us. We've had a couple of suggestions uh, at the moment, we have one in mind that we are going to use. We won't spoil it now, uh, unless some other suggestions come in for different categories. We've we've got the fifth one we're going to be using. Uh, listening next week when you will hear what that's going to be and where we dish out the. We need a name for not the Golden Globes or the statues. We need. We'll, we'll come say, up with a name. It, it's better that it's next week because I think it's the Oscars on Sunday. Okay, isn't we it? can have a party Is then. It? I don't know Possibly. awards party, and we'll come up with a name for these these statues we're going to give out. Golden Joes. Gold, yeah, uh, you we'll need get something, something better than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, that is it. Um, yeah. Also, follow me on Instagram, Ben Flying Retro. This week, every day, I'm doing a different retro toy. Nice. So started already. The, yeah. So Monday, I started with '80s Lego. Yep. Um, what do you think? Out of the five colors of the Spaceman, is the most iconic to you? So to when me, you're saying blue. when you're saying Lego blue, space, red. you're saying there was a there was a white, a blue. A yellow, yellow, red, and a black. Black. Yeah, okay, so correct. I never had it. Blacks came later, I believe. Yeah, um, they definitely did. Blues were rare. I don't think I had any blues. So, oh, to maybe me, I had one. Maybe I did have ones. one blue. I never, definitely didn't have any yellows, and I had lots of whites and reds. I was kidding. whites okay. and reds were the commons. Really, I think. Yeah. Okay, interesting. But for me, okay, my favourite anyway, so... is probably well, the red or the white. I really like those two. You're saying blue. Yeah, or yellow. Um, no, not yellow. Definitely and today, not yellow. today I did He-Man. Right. Full in full garb. Nice. Took me a while to find him. Okay. Tricky bugger to find. I'm going to check that out as soon as we uh, hit that end record. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I tell you, man, when you start dipping your toes into this retro toy collecting gaming, it's yep. you know, it's costly. It is costly. Yeah, yeah, it's costly. Oh, and uh, stay tuned next week. Um, I will Uh-oh. post up some pictures. I have decided to get back into painting my miniatures, uh, specifically yes. Star Wars Imperial Assault, because I actually want to hook up with you at some point 
and our, and our buddy that. Dave, and I want to have a Star Wars Imperial Assault session, but I want to have all the figures painted. So I'll let you know now, next week. I just painted Bosk the other day. Um, oh, that's so I've good. I've got some Hoth Wampers lined up next, and then... Now, those Wampers, you're going to have to dry brush your tits off. No, no dry brush in there. Really? What? No. How do you get... Because you want them to look all... Base coat, sort of... base coat white. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit of... A little bit of maybe Screaming Skull. Uh, it's, a, it's a Warhammer Citadel colour. Um, it's a kind of a yellowish, off-tint yellow, just to, on, on some of the non-highlighted sections. Uh, then a little uh, diluted black uh, ink wash. And then... Well, you want to sort of dirty up the fur yeah, a little that's bit, what I'm don't saying. you, to get that yeah. realistic no, yeah, look? Yeah. Don't worry, don't yeah. worry about it. I'll, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll post some pictures up next week and I'll let you know how that gets on. Other than that, have a good week, everyone. Read issues 40, 41 and the yearbook two and we will catch you down the road. Check you later. No, no.